breaking news. We have a breaking news headline just came out. The headline reads, former United States President Bill Clinton has AIDS infection, hospital says. Oops, <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. It appears I read the headline wrong. The headline actually reads, former United States President Bill Clinton hospitalized for infection, AIDS says. The AIDS, of course, uh, you know, it's spelled A-I-D-E, not uh, A-I-D-S. The aide obviously referring to uh, the nurse that's uh, caring for him. But let's be honest, you probably wouldn't have been surprised if he did have AIDS. But we do wish Bill Clinton a speedy recovery. We hope that he gets out of the hospital very soon and gets back to his health as soon as possible. But this is episode six of the Luke Papala Show. Recording this on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. I can't lie, it's not beautiful at all. It's very cloudy, but we got a jam-packed show for you today. So we're going to get right to that. But before we do that, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Ah, Welcome back to episode six of the Luke Papala Show. I hope you like my ad placement. I'm really trying to get my ad game up for real. I'm not going to tell you how much I made through my ads right now, but let's just say it's more than a buck 30. Like I'm going places with that. That's, that, that's passive income. You know what I mean? I, I don't even have to do anything. I just have to be me. <laughs> so, but anyway, if you haven't been, if you've been rather living under a rock, which is probably not a lot of people, you haven't heard about all of the drama within the NFL this past week. Let me tell you through my eyes. So here's what happened. Last Saturday, I was working on myself, right? I'm lifting because we have a uh, we have a smaller gym. It's not a small gym, but smaller. And we have a gym in our garage, right? And we have a TV. And I had the TV on. It was about I'd like to say like 12:30 in the uh, in the afternoon. And it was a sunny day. Like I said, I was working on myself. When I'm not working on myself, I'm working on my emotional self. When I'm not doing that, I'm working on my personal relationships. Just striving to be better as a person. You know what I mean? But somebody who's not is John Gruden. And (laughs) Saturday, the news broke that he had contacted the former president of the Washington football team, formerly the Redskins, if you don't want to be politically correct. Me personally, I don't care. But he had formerly uh, contacted the former president of the Washington football team through his personal email. But it was the uh, president's work email. And in the summer... It was announced that there was going to be a review of the whole organization, right, in Washington, the Washington football team, because of workplace misconduct that was completed that summer, or last summer. And so through that investigation, it is carried into, you know, this past week, and it's still going on as I speak. And it was discovered that Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders head coach John Gruden had said a lot. But it was first broke through, I believe, the New York Times that he had made a racially insensitive remark to the former president of the Washington football team, Bruce Allen, is his name. And he said something, like I said, was racially insensitive. So he was already being investigated for that, right? Because the NFL has made a lot of progress throughout the years and stuff like that, trying to include as many people as they could for their audience. You know, obviously, it's it's a smart business move. I don't blame them, right? It's, 
and it's how it should be. Football should be for everybody. Football shouldn't just be for me or this one group, right? Everybody should be allowed to enjoy football. I don't think that anybody's in disagreeance. <sighs> but unfortunately, John just couldn't shut up. And me personally, I, I was a big fan of John Gruden before this. I'm not going to lie, right? He, a uh, former Super Bowl winning coach, in he was inducted to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Ring of Honor. <laughs> and then they took him out after what they heard, uh, all the stuff that he said. He was also the face of Corona for a bunch of years. Find your beach, you know. You would see him popping a lime into a Corona, just chilling. I loved those commercials. The dude's is one of the most charismatic coaches. Before this whole incident, one of my favorite coaches to just hear talk. You know what I mean? He was also on Monday Night Football for a couple years as well. And was in his fourth year of a 10-year contract with the Las Vegas Raiders. Now... Upon finding out this new information on Saturday, I really didn't think too much of it. I said, darn, I wonder if he'll be able to keep this job. You know, it, it really, it's a toss-up at this point. However, Monday night, I'm watching Monday Night Football. I did bet on the game, so of course I was watching it. And they uh, they broke the news that he had been forced to resign at halftime. It, w it was shocking to me because, like I said, he was in the fourth year of a 10-year contract, right? So you know that if the Raiders, you know, forced him to resign, that this was serious stuff. And then it started coming out. Misogynistic, homophobic, and racist uh, emails that were all leaked and discovered by the NFL. And it's really shocking. So one of the first things that he says, one of the uh, most talked about things that he's said in his emails. So he, here, here they are rather. <clears throat> so the first thing that he said, he called the commissioner of the NFL, his boss, through these emails, a fat... I'm sorry, folks. My phone just died on me. What I was trying to say was that he called his boss a fabulous person and a joy to work with. I'm just kidding. That's actually the opposite of what John Gruden said about his boss, Roger Goodell. So what he actually said was that he called Roger Goodell a homophobic term. We all know it, right? Starts with an F, ends with a T, used to be said, but now nobody says it at all. I'm not going to say it. In addition to that, he also called him an clueless, a clueless anti-football, and then insert word describing female genitalia, right? Starts with a P, ends with a Y. We all know it. Uh, frankly, we're just going to refer to it on the Lupa Paula show as Punani, to put it clean. And, and so everybody keeps saying that, ah, like on Twitter, for example, ah, another one claimed by cancel culture. Cancel culture has done it again. And to that, I say, really? Let's put this all in perspective real quick, because I'm a very uh, strong advocate for free speech. And this kind of bothers me because it's being misused. This idea of free speech is being misrepresented right now. Here's why. So who do you know in your life? Right? No, let's expand that. Who do you know in the world? That could get away with calling their boss, you know, starts with an F, ends with a T, and, and Punani. And then their boss finds out about it. Who, who do you know that could still keep their job after that? I don't know anybody that could keep their job after that, right? And neither do you. So this is not, this is not cancel culture. This is something that, you know, it, it's justified. But sadly, John Gruden wasn't done. 
He also said that back in 2014, when the St. Louis Rams drafted the first openly gay player in the NFL, Michael Sam, said that the coach at the time for the Rams, Jeff Fisher, should not have been pressured to draft queers. You, you, you remember the whole incident, right? As soon as Michael Sam got drafted, him and his boyfriend were passionately kissing on SportsCenter everywhere. It was all over Fox News. They were, you know, it was sucking on each other's faces, right? Practically as if they were sucking snake venom from each other's lips, right? Which, in you know, in retrospect, was kind of gay. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of gay, but whatever. And still, you know, I, I thought personally queers nowadays at least uh was not like a term of endearment but a term of strength a term that people of the community identified as you know lgbtq you know the q standing for queer so i'm not sure i'm just confused about that how i could get how it's offensive he he's meaning it as a, a term of like offensive nature so i get that but whew if they would hear, uh, would have heard the term uh, or the name of the game that we used to play after football, uh, <laughs> smear the, uh, you know, and then insert the word after that, <laughs> eh, you know what I mean? All of uh, a bunch of uh, 20 to 25 year olds would be uh, would be canceled today. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> not a uh, not a good name for a game for young kids to play. I'm not gonna lie. But that's just what we called it. I, I, there was nothing really else to, uh, that we, like, there was no name that we knew. to. I, it didn't even, like, mean anything, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things that you grow up with. So, I I don't know. That's just, uh, that's just that. But in addition to that, John Gruden wasn't done. So, in 2014, after he had those emails about Michael Sam, he additionally commented on the hiring of new uh, female referees, right, and was talking about how the NFL game is too fast for female referees and that they wouldn't be able to dictate the calls because of the, the fast-paced speed of the game. And to that, I, I'm kind of perplexed because with my in my experience with women in my life, they felt the need, the absolute need to tell me what was wrong with me 99.9% .9 of the time. So why can't we have them, you know, being able to tell football players in the games, right, what's wrong and what's right? Because let's be honest, that's the best thing that they do. You know what I mean? They are proficient in that skill more so than anything in the world. That is their number one specialty is being able to tell men what they're doing wrong. So why can't they throw a pass interference flag? You know what I mean? I don't see anything wrong with it. And it's worked every time for me. You know, whether it's my mom, my grandma, my aunts that I love, my great grandmas. As much as I hate to say it, girlfriends at the time, you know what I mean? It's all most, for the most part, been stuff that's going to make me better. You know what I mean? Now, occasionally, you know, you get the, Why aren't you footing the clothes that way? You know? Why did you leave the pizza box out? You know, stuff like that. <sighs> Love my mom, but like, why? You know what I mean? But anyway, that's not the point. 
regardless of who you are, right? If you're good at if you're good at a profession, you should be able to do it. As long as it's not forced, diversity, I don't have a problem with diversity as long as it's not forced once again. Whoever's good enough for the job, just pick the best person for the job. So that's all. I I uh I guess it was justified what happened. And I know John Gruden issued an apology and all that, but whatever. I would also like to say though real quick that what I said does not diminish anything that women have done in the past or will continue to do. Women do a lot of great things in our world and I can't even begin to list everything great that women do. But like I said, from my perspective, probably the best thing that they do is tell us what to do. So segueing on from that, speaking of women, I had a dream last night, which was kind of interesting. So I was talking to my little brother who's 14 and we were just talking in the dream and he had a kid which is nuts and I don't know how old I was supposed to be in the dream or how old he was supposed to be in the dream but it was like it was weird because like I felt like I was like the cool uncle you know what I mean and that's something I strive to be in life it's just the cool uncle if I could be the cool uncle in life then I'm cool you know, for lack of a better term. And it was, it was kind of fascinating. Cause like I could feel the, I held the baby. And what, what happened was we were in the kitchen and the baby, I don't know where the baby was. Right. So I went to look for the baby and the baby was like laying in our living room, probably only a couple months old, but the thing had its butt back on the ground, but feet were stretched up and they were out and the legs were stretched up and out too. And so was the head. And it was kind of just like rolling on its back, you know. I think of, I think it's a girl. So she was kind of like just laying on her back, kind of like squirming, you know what I mean? Uh, so I picked her up and I made sure to you know, cup her head, everything like that, so her head would have support. And it was just so cool. I got my first visual of being the fun uncle and an, an uncle, and I had like this feeling of wanting to protect this child it was like a very it was kind of like an intense dream but it was really cool and so I made the joke to my little brother when I woke up and I told him about it I was like yeah so is there anything that you need to tell us you know what I mean did you uh did you do something <laughs> and of course my mom was right there and she's like oh, stop it you know what I mean she freaked out but whatever but that's something I'm very excited for. Not me personally being a father, because I don't want all that responsibility, you know? I don't want all that pressure. Having to wake up at 2, 3, 4 in the morning. Oh, I gotta change a diaper, baby's crying, gotta feed it, all that. And not, not, not yet, I'm not ready for that. But I am definitely ready to have a niece or a nephew. I am totally down for that. So that's gonna be pretty exciting. But who knows, you know? Hopefully my, uh, my siblings don't uh have kids before marriage you know but if they do i'll be i don't yeah they, they definitely won't something that i think about all the time when i'm depressed is like you know i'm i don't really and eh, let me let me take that out real quick I'm, i don't get depressed at all right but if i'm ever like sad or feeling down i always think damn i really don't have a kid and then all of a sudden boom i'll be happy again you know it's like uh it's crazy. I don't know how my mom and dad uh, do it. I don't have the patience nor the uh, nor the attitude for it yet. So I, I commend every every parent out there. Thank you. You guys, 
You guys are what holds the world together. Thank you for raising us and thank you for doing everything you do every day. You're very appreciated. Two days ago, I finished Squid Games and wow, that show is nuts. So basically, if you don't know what Squid Games is, it's this Korean show on Netflix, just came out, I'd like to say two and a half weeks ago, maybe three, but it's got American audio dubbed over uh, everything they're saying. And it's a very gory show. It's been talked about all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. If I didn't say that already. And it's got pretty much good reviews. The only bad reviews are uh, the ones from people with uh, light stomachs, right? Because it's very gory. And a lot of shooting, a lot of killing. The whole premise of the show is that there's... A bunch of people in South Korea who are in a bunch of debt, right? Some millions of dollars, some billions of dollars, okay? And obviously they're going to get in trouble, right? IRS is going to come after them and they're going to go to jail. Or, and this is the thing, they have this opportunity to play a game. And so the game is that, my pen just uh, fell one second. The game is that they have these two paper squares, right? And they have the red square and they have the blue square. And there's this guy saying, once you, you throw the square down on the other square, and if you get it to flip over, I'll give you $100,000. I think that's a, it's $100,000, okay? Or like $100, whatever. Whatever their currency is. But basically, they have to sign their name on the dotted line on this contract. And then whatever, once it happens, right, they get the money. Well, then with that contract, they're drawn in and they're kidnapped. So they're brought into this van and all of a sudden when they're in, it's like a good, a couple of them, right? A couple of people in the, probably like five van, uh, people in the van per van. There's probably thousands of vans, hundreds of vans, but there's this, this knockout gas that knocks everybody out except the driver. Cause they've all got masks, right? All the people that work there have masks and they're taking this Island and they have to play these six games. And the whole premise of the whole island and the whole thing, I'm not going to spoil it all for you, but all these people compete in these very violent games in the hopes that they'll win all the money. Now, the money is collected over the span of the six games. Every person that dies in the games, I believe it's like 478 people originally. Every person that dies, right, there's money for each of them equally, and whoever wins gets billions of dollars. And that's the whole premise of the show, to see all these people, you know, survive. And the first uh, scene, or the first game, it's called Red Light, Green Light. And the whole thing is that there's this doll, and the doll is like a big doll, it's huge, probably 20 feet high, and the head is rotating, right? So the head faces this tree and when the tree uh heads facing the tree that's green light and there's speakers right the doll says green light and when it says green light you're allowed to move but when it says red light the doll turns around and every person that's moved after she says red light dies they have snipers on top of the roof right and every person that it sees it senses that even the slightest move is dead so as a result a lot of people died from that first game. And there was a huge buzz all over social media. Oh, yeah, I could have passed Red Light Green Light. I, I could have won the Squid Games. Really? 
These people are the same people that are sitting in their mom's basement, drinking Mountain Dew, playing Xbox 12 hours a day. I've got news for you. You're not winning the Squid Games, and you're not getting past Red Light, Green Light, okay? That's just, it's not true. But anyway, it was a great show, and I uh, I really did enjoy it. Its rewatch value is eh, you know what I mean? I already know the plot. It's one of those shows that's entirely predicated on the plot, and you not knowing what's going to happen next. So it was a very good show. I'd probably say the moral of the story is that don't get into gambling. Or if you get into gambling, don't gamble a lot of your money because it's uh, it never turns out well. So that's what the moral of the story of the show uh, for me was. But I love the plot lines, everything like that. They really strengthened at the uh, mid to end of the show. Oh, and it was so good. I, I cried, actually. But it, it was very good. I, I give it a 9.1 out of 10. I think that's fair. A 9.1 out of 10. So that's that's that. It, it was very good. Highly recommended if you can stomach violence. And believe me, there was a ton of violence. So this past week, uh, last Saturday, I went to go see Joe Rogan um, in on his tour. It's called the Sacred Clown Tour. If you guys don't know who Joe Rogan is, he is a pretty famous comedian. He's also got the, prob- I like to say the biggest podcast in the world right now uh also an actor ufc commentator uh was the host of fear factor yeah he's uh he's got a bunch of different things going for him but like i said biggest thing is him being a comedian and i'm a big fan of joe rogan i am i'm a big fan of comedy in general obviously making this podcast is uh kind of uh you know a direct line uh from that being a fan of comedy Uh, Being inspired to make this podcast is a lot from what Joe Rogan does. So I went to see him and I didn't really laugh a lot. A lot of the stuff was really funny. I laughed, but it takes a lot to make me laugh. But I really enjoyed myself. So the way it went, I went with my friend and I, I'm going to shout him out. Zach, I know you're listening to this brother. I had a great time and I know you did too. It was fantastic. So shout out to Zach. But we went. Uh, we got down there at around 530. It was in Pittsburgh at PPG Paints Arena. So we got down there and it was a really cool experience. We went, we got food before I passed out flyers for this show. Uh, I got feedback too. somebody commented on my Instagram. Your deliveries need work. Your stories suck. And you're not funny. <laughs> um, so, uh, what what they said it was like um tell your minions not to put shit on my windshield whatever obviously not a good review i just uh responded back thanks for the feedback with the thumbs up emoji i mean there's not really much you could say i'm not hurt by it uh you know not a lot of people like this show uh that aren't like fans of me and uh understand it you know what i mean hopefully i'm looking to broaden my audience uh every episode which i've I've been doing, which is great, but yeah, it was a great experience, he brought out, uh, at first, there was this female comedian, and she was the opening act, she was on for like seven minutes, maybe six minutes, and she was good, right, then he brought out Tony Hinchcliffe, which he's from the same place uh, I'm from, he grew up the same place I grew up, and he went to the same high school that I went to, too, uh, 34 years old, he's already a uh, popular comedian, but he's uh, growing in popularity, right now and 
it was a really fun time with him. That was like fifteen, ten to fifteen minutes. It was great. He was he was he was saying all the stuff that you're not supposed to say. And then Joe came out and Joe did probably forty five minutes, like a, a forty five minute spot, and he just killed it. They all killed it. It was such a great experience. It was it was crazy because we and 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 I'll kind of break off a little bit, get off topic, but it was it was nuts. So I bought the tickets on StubHub through Apple Pay because I was too lazy to log into my StubHub account, right? Well, spoiler alert, don't do that because it screwed me over. So we went, I had the tickets on my phone, everything like that, but it said because I bought it through Apple Pay, I had to like sign into this account to claim my tickets and I could never find it, right? So we were at the, uh, at the line. We already got in through the metal detector, everything like that. And there's this old dude, right? Scanned the tickets, whatever. Because it was all, uh, no paper, it was all uh, mobile stuff, mobile tickets. And there were like three people, four people at the door scanning, whatever, and I said, I can't, I can't find it. I don't know where the QR code is. Because it wasn't showing a QR code. I had to go recover it through this recovery email thing, which was stupid. So he said, uh, just go to the side and, uh, you know, uh, you know, look for it. And we got there at 7.43. Well, the event started at 8 o'clock, and I couldn't find it. 15 minutes in, right, it's 7.58, and I'm sweating everywhere, but my, my eyebrows are sweating, armpits are sweating, right, everything, I was I was a nervous wreck, because I purchased these tickets for myself and my friend, and, you know, I didn't want us to miss it, you know what I mean, this is the one of the biggest comedians in the world, and I, I didn't want to miss this awesome experience we were about to have, so he, he finally said, listen, dude, he whispered, just he whispered over to me, he said, let's just sneak by off to the left. Because he wasn't really paying attention to us. There was a lot of people in the sign. It was very crowded. So we ended up sneaking past. And we'd already bought our tickets. We weren't, like, stealing the tickets. We bought them. We just couldn't, for whatever reason, claim them. For whatever reason. I don't know. But it was cool. Because, like, now with cancel culture and all that, and people taking, uh, especially stuff comedians do out of context, um, there's all this risk with, uh, you know, involving videoing uh, somebody doing comedy. And it's not like these people are afraid to get canceled. Like, I know Tony Hinchcliffe and Joe Rogan aren't afraid to get canceled. Tony actually already got, quote-unquote, canceled this uh, this past summer. But he's uh, he's going stronger than ever. And Joe's been canceled probably, like, once every week, once or twice every week for the past three, four years. But it was crazy. So they had these, like, little pockets, right? And you put your phone in this pocket, and they put this thing on, this flap down, right, on the pocket. So... The pocket has the flap, covers the phone, uh, where you put the phone in, whatever, and it's magnetized, right, and it locks, so you can't take your phone out of this pocket, uh, it's like, I don't even know what the material would be considered, like, felt or whatever, but you couldn't take it out, so you couldn't go on your phone, they said recommend power your phone off, all that, and you couldn't video, which is crazy, so they were saying everything, it was a great experience, and I would love to go and see other of my favorite comedians do stand-up. It was wonderful. Once again, shout-out to Zach. He had an awesome time. I had an awesome time. It was great. We're definitely going to try and do that again. <sighs> yeah, good times. Segwaying off, though, I'm not going to lie. I'm going through it. Right? This is one of the worst feelings i felt in a long time. Of course, I'm talking about my fantasy football teams. Holy crap. It's not looking good. I am currently 3-2 and two in one league. And I'm 1-4 in the other league. 
Of course, the, the, the league that I want in foreign, that, that's the one that's like worth a lot of money, right? We put $850 in, or the prize money is $850. There's like eight of us. We each put $150 down, and I'm currently last place. And it's so frustrating because here's the thing. I have really good players, but I'm just an idiot. Like, for example, right? The running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Leonard Fournette, right? I sat him on Thursday, right? Thursday night, they played the Eagles. He ends up scoring 30.7 points, and he's on my bench. Now, for anybody that knows, or doesn't know, rather, 30.7 points is really good, and I didn't get it. Matter of fact, that would have been the highest uh, amount of points that an individual, individual player scored on my fantasy football team. But it didn't happen because I listened to my friend Austin. Which, Austin, if you're listening, you're an asshole. I'm never taking advice from you again. Because he said, start Miles Gaskin. Miami Dolphins running back. He did really good last week. But I don't think he's going to do so good this week. Okay? And I missed out on that. So thank you, Austin. Uh, I'm never taking your advice again, and I will uh, be taking my own advice from now on, which hasn't really gotten me far. Here's the problem, right? It's kind of depressed. I'm not depressed, but it's kind of depressing, right? Because we don't know what the loser of the league has to do yet. And I'm kind of scared that they're going to say whoever has the worst record at the end of the season has to streak, okay? So... And it, it, all under the terms and conditions of the people that won the league, like the people that uh, obviously didn't finish last. And I, I'm in that, I'm like one of those people who might finish last. I might finish last. And I might have to do the like messed up thing that they're telling me that they would say I have to do. So just giving everybody like a heads up. If you see me on the news arrested in a Speedo that says, I like men, just know that's not my doing. It's because I was forced to do it because I lost a bet. Okay, so so that's that. I am uh, hopefully trying to, I'm, I'm, I might have to break up the whole team, make some trades, drop some players, what have you, but it's just not doing it for me. And I want to win the league. I want to make some money. But unfortunately, I won't be able to win the prize money if I don't win another game. It's crazy because I start off 1-0, and I lost the past four. And not going to lie, they haven't been close. So it's a very it's a very frustrating thing. It's not like, because I, I really don't care if I'm humiliated or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, wearing a Speedo, and like, it doesn't bother me. You're streaking, whatever. It doesn't really bother me. But, like, the humiliation that you lost, I really hope I don't have to wear a Speedo. Because that would be hella embarrassing. I'm not going to lie. But still, you know what I mean? Like, but all right, guys, that is the podcast. That's episode six of the Lupa Paula show. I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Uh, next episode, we're going to have two guest star hosts, guest hosts, guest stars on the show. Uh, Lou and Shay, you're going to meet them next week. You're going to love it. But seriously, I hope you really enjoyed this podcast. Everybody have a good rest of your day and take care.